We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the star for Parallel Mothers. Penelope Cruz. A mí me encanta la idea de tener un hijo contigo, Janis, pero no sé si puedo permitírmelo ahora. No es cuestión de si podemos permitirnoslo. Es cuestión de que ya está aquí. Vuelve aquí no hará sino remover las cosas. Yo no puedo perder esta oportunidad. Si dejo la compañía no volvería a trabajar nunca más. Pues vete de gira. Va a ser muy morena como tú. Es muy morena. En caso de duda la única solución es hacerse una prueba. Yo no tengo dudas. Pero yo sí. Ya mi amor, ya está. Cada vez la veo más étnica, ¿eh? Yo solo me acosté con Arturo. Pues tú esa sale tu padre. Uy, esos barquillos. El tiempo que hacía que no los veía. Oye, ¿tú has pelado patatas alguna vez? ¿Me estás ofreciendo que trabaje aquí? ¿Y qué tengo que hacer? Pues cuidar de Cecilia y de la casa. Bueno, yo encantada de fotografiar zapatos y cinturones. Déjame da cosa, que tú eres demasiada fotógrafa para esto. Pero necesito trabajar. Los actores son todos de izquierdas. ¿Tú de qué eres? Yo soy apolítica. Mi trabajo es gustarle a todo el mundo. Pero ¿y tu hija dónde está? No soporto que te la lleves. ¿La pensaste nunca en mí? Todo el tiempo. Mi amor, yo te quiero mucho, ¿eh? Tiene rasgos de mi madre. So, hi, Penelope, are you there? Can you hear me? Hi, Will, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. What time is it there? It's 3.20. Oh, it's 3.20. Okay, good. So I'm not keeping you too late. Good, good. Glad to hear no, that. No, no. <laughs> I know I've had some of these where I'll be like, oh, it's still the morning. And they'll be like, yeah, it's 9 p.m. where we are. No, no, so. no, no. The middle of the day here. Okay. So, um, you know, 15 or so years ago, you you did another movie with Pedro about motherhood, which was Volver, and it got you nominated for an Oscar. Since that movie came out, you have gotten to experience being a mother since then. I would I would love to know a little bit about how that different experience informed how you develop a character like this and kind of re-explore portraying motherhood on screen again? Yeah, so I don't think that necessarily you not need to go through an experience like that to understand uh, the pain or the fear or the obsession of Janice. I think any woman would understand that even if they have not given birth. Maybe it's like even on a deeper level part of me, on a cellular level, because I, I have two of my own. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel like, oh, when I was doing Volver and my character has that threat because of that husband and the danger for the daughter and what happens to them later. So I, I never felt, I wish I would have done, I, I would have gone through that to understand it better. No, like with many other 
things that I have played, like uh, breast cancer or um, different illnesses or, um, I don't know, a lot of different things that obviously we cannot <laughs> cause all of that those. if we want to <laughs> stay sane or even survive. But you really have to find a compassion and an empathy and not being afraid of imagining what it would be what it would be like that level of fear or pain without a, like I wouldn't mix like images of my own family members for that I would that would feel like a betrayed or like not honest game I wouldn't do mm-hmm. that and maybe I did that in my 20s or a little bit like beginning of my 30s but that is like changed radically like after becoming a mother like I wouldn't mix anything like that but that little window is open for your own traumas and emotions and fears to come through, which means every single thing that I have experienced, good or bad, will make a part in whatever decisions me or any actor or actress would make in terms of their interpretation of that being that they are embodying. No? So with Janice, I mean, it was so hardcore, everything that happens to her, um, that I, I, I had to... I had to really, and Pedro was so helpful in that way because it was very demanding and and tough and honest and demanding the the, the kind of truth that Janet needed. But at the same time, you know, being my safety net there, the safety net of the honesty of, he would tell me if a take was good or not. He would tell me like if we were going in the right direction or not, but really, really honest. And I much rather have that one, that than having somebody that would be happy with anything I would do on any take because I would never believe that anyway. So, but um, I try to separate, you know, uh, and play a lot with my imagination and the older I am, the more I work in that way. But sometimes it's impossible for things not to not to mix. And But I, I really try not to take that home. Yeah. So I was curious, uh... You do so much with your eyes in this film and, and uh, you know, it's a character who restrains their emotion a lot. Uh, speaking of holding things back and it builds and it builds. And then finally, there's a, you, have, you have a great scene where you kind of let all the tears out. I was curious about um, what you and Pedro came up with to work with how you were going to play this character kind of restraining throughout emotions throughout and kind of working with this unique tone that the film has thank you I, we worked we rehearsed for like uh, four months and it was a lot about finding that um rest, restraint restraining and that uh, can you say contention uh, tension maybe no like uh, con- when something is when you don't let it out when something is maybe restraint is the word yeah, okay yeah 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 when something, when when you are forced to keep things inside, when you are forced to not show your feelings to anyone, when she has to become an amazing liar in life out of like pure survival. And I am very different from Janice in, in how I express my emotions. And Pedro knows that very well because we know each other for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like that, I would be crying and screaming like all day long. And, <laughs> and he knew that and he was prepared for like the process that we needed to find like a different way of expressing those those feelings and those emotions. And for the first month and a half of shooting, like I, I was not allowed to cry in any of those scenes. But sometimes I just had to go to the ho- hallway or to the street 
and, and cry for 10 minutes and then come back and do the scene because the material was so powerful and so well written. And I was so like possessed by Janice after four months of rehearsal and one month of shooting that it was affecting me a lot. And and he was very kind about that and very, you know, always my, my partner in crime, like every moment of, of every day. And the same with Milena. And we were very similar that way. And we just need to stop and go and get like our own release of emotions out and then come and do the scene in a way I had to convince you know Janice has to convince everyone who's talking to her that everything is fine that that's her daughter like there are no doubts that she has to hide a major major lie at the same time that she's talking about uh, the parts of her country which is an incredible metaphor of, of fighting for honesty and for a newer generation to learn from the, the past of our own country, wants to honor my grandmother, my great grandfather. And at the same time, I'm doing that. I'm lying about the most sacred thing, which is mm-hmm. you know, her own daughter. So it's like the whole time, the whole time until the moment of the confession is two fishes swimming in opposite directions in every single scene. Sometimes 20 things happening at the same time. And and it was challenging, but it was so much fun, much fun, fun to hunt to have a, so much going on. I don't know if that answered your question. No, that no, answer all the things that like, I love the character and the story so much that I start talking and I can't stop. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> so I was actually curious because I love that that monologue you have where you're both cooking dinner. And uh, Milena gets mad at you, and then you you go off on the buried history uh, of Spain. Could you tell me a little bit more about that scene and that monologue? Yeah, I think in that moment, Janice cannot take her own lies anymore, and is bringing this up as a cry of help of, please, Anna, ask me what is my secret because I'm telling you to react. I'm telling you to to honor truth. But I'm lying to you. Can you not see that I'm lying to you? And I'm asking her to please confront me on that and ask me, what is it that you are hiding? And I think for me, that's the key of that monologue. It's very inspiring what she's saying in terms of human rights, in terms of like the lesson for a younger generation about the history of our country, of learning from past mistakes. But at the same time, it's more than that. It's like, a cry for help in terms yeah. of like put me against that wall and, and like force me to tell you the truth because I can't take that anymore. I think that's Janice can she's a good person and she she's terrified to lose that baby, but she can't she can't take the the, the pain and the guilt of doing that to Anna because Anna also lost everything she had. Yeah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You have a couple uh, other scenes I, I adored, which is uh, I thought Pedro framed this these two shots of you in the same way where one of them is when you find out the baby isn't yours and then you're in the same position and you find out that the baby's Milena's and it's just looking at you from the perspective of the computer. Can you tell me a little bit about how you uh, you played those those scenes slightly differently so your face looks a little bit different, the different reactions with your realizations? The ones in the computer, no? Yes, yes. Yeah, sorry, because a call came in through the computer and I couldn't hear the whole thing. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But I was very scared about about uh, those scenes because I was alone with a computer and there was no rehearsal, which I preferred for that, for that day. Uh, and I just had to, once he said action and we were rolling, I just had to open the computer and read for the first time the real email. And I didn't want to do the same thing in both scenes because in the first one uh, is, I mean, it's horrible news, but the second one is even worse because it's like mm-hmm. confirming a biggest challenge is confirming, oh, you are, are going to have to say something and you're going to risk everything you have. You're going to risk what you love the most, your daughter. So yeah, it was because it had to be a subtle difference, but there has to be a, dif- there had to be a difference. So those moments were some of the most like worrying for me in, in terms of finding something that was that was real, but that was not doing the same thing in both scenes. Uh, I think what I found, uh, what we found together is like after the second time, the second news from the second email, she starts getting very, very obsessive. It's not just a fear. She starts getting very very obsessive about the plan and mm-hmm. out of pure horror and terror and desperation. But that obsession is what is, a, I think, an important component in the tone of the, of the thriller because there is like a half an hour, 40 minutes in there where you feel you're watching a thriller. And actually many people that are seeing the movie are telling me that they thought that Janice was going to kill Anna after oh the confession. <laughs> and I actually uh, think it's a, of course you would never do that, but I think it's a good thing that they end up feeling uh, that kind of extreme fear because the way he showed it, like she, you, if they feel she's losing her mind at that moment, uh, out of fear and confusion, I think that's a good thing because I feel like any mother in the world could understand the way the way that she's starting to lose her her mind at that point. So once this all reveals itself, the film has this 20-minute bookend where things are getting better. Uh, you've had this catharsis and they they unearth the bodies. Tell me a little bit about how 
you play those last 20 minutes of the film versus how Janice is throughout the rest of the movie when it's no longer a thriller. So it was very peaceful. I could, I was so happy for Janice that she had now that chosen family that you know is going to work out because it's a chosen family. And I imagine she's going to be in a relationship with Arturo and they are together. They're going to raise the little girl and the girl or boy that is, that is coming. They don't know what it is yet at the end of the movie. And, but raise the girl together with Milena's character. And, and it has not been easy. And I feel like she has gained through honesty, this chosen family. And it was very emotional to do all the scenes in the village because she goes back to her roots to honor her great grandfather and her grandmother, the, the woman who raised her. And suddenly there she has everything. She's able to put some closure, you know, with her past and to honor that and, and, and be grateful for what that woman gave her. But now she also has a family of her own. And the, the kind of peace that I felt while shooting those scenes, I, I also needed that myself because she goes yeah. through so much that it was also a way for me to say goodbye to Janice with a very healthy transition and to, to say goodbye to her, to let her go, knowing that, that she wouldn't be alone and that she has been brave and she has risked everything, but life is giving back to her, which not hap doesn't happen every time, but in this case, life is giving back to her for, for being so, so brave and for being a good person, an honest person. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad Janice got a happy ending. Um, okay, we're about out of time, but I did want to ask, <laughs> we all loved you in Nine when you got to do a musical performance. If you could do another musical, uh, what would it be? I would love to do a musical with Pedro because I'm always telling him that he should do one. Um, <laughs> so and good. he actually shared with me a story that has a lot of like a component of a musical or maybe just could be uh, defined as a, well, I don't know, because I don't know if he would ever do that movie because he always tells me stories and then you never know if he's going to do it or he's going to like put it away in a drawer and maybe take it out 20 years later. You never know. <laughs> but he just shared one with me a couple of months ago and it really stayed with me. So yeah, I would love to do, to, to touch that genre with him and also do more comedy with him. But musicals, I am always so grateful for Rob Marshall that he believed in me and made me believe that I could do it. And, and I was able to use like all the 18 years of classical ballet background that I had and also convinced me that I could sing because that was the most terrifying thing. <laughs> uh, and I would love to do it again. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk, Penelope. This is a wonderful performance. I can't wait for people to see it. And I certainly hope you get another Oscar nomination. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Really. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Will Mavity's interview with Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Parallel Mothers is up for your consideration at this year's Academy Awards for Best Actress for Penelope Cruz, Best Original Score for Alberto Iglesias, Best Director and Best Original Screenplay for Pedro Almodovar, and Best Picture of the Year. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. 
be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.